This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. So this morning, we are so fortunate um, to have Pastor Simon Camus from Catalina Covenant Church all the way in Kenya, Africa. Now, in the lower 48, uh, when I was uh, around the Bay Area or in, San- or in Los Angeles, if I wanted to get to know somebody, I would go to a, a, a baseball game, maybe to see the Dodgers or the Giants, and you sit there for nine innings, and uh, it is America's favorite pastime because it passes time. Uh, <laughs> while you talk and get to know one another. And I'd like to do that. But I've learned here in Alaska, especially in Eagle River, if you want to get to know somebody, you go for a a long hike out at the Nature Center. Uh, And we did that uh, with Pastor Simon this week and uh, also uh, Pastor John, who's at Matsu Covenant. And uh, we talked and we spoke. and, And it's just wonderful. We both remarked how... Uh, you can be complete strangers, yet, even though you're separated by continents and an ocean, because we have Christ in common and the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we're instantly united. And I experienced a, a kinship with Pastor Simon as he shared his heart uh, for ministry, his passion. Uh, let me just kind of give you, he, I, he'll tell you some of this, but I, I just have to tell you. Um, he uh, has a degree in community development, and he is very active in, in, the, in Africa and Kenya and his community and working collaboratively in the community and making a difference and really bringing the kingdom of God out into the community. A wonderful thing. And not only that, uh, he also is finishing up uh, his master's degree in an area of peacemaking, conflict resolution. Now, I know you'll never need that as a pastor course not. Um, He has been a part of many church plants uh, in the country of Kenya, Uh, but his own church is the largest covenant church in Kenya. It has over 550 members, and it's growing daily. Um, One of the things that's very interesting is about 80% of those members uh, are from refugee communities from Sri Lanka and uh, from the Congo. Uh, and just this morning, he was sharing me how several more families have come into the fold and they're being loved and cared for and nurtured and raised up in the love and admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is a man uh, who has a passion to see people, but to see his nation uh, reached for Jesus. Uh, I know that you are going to be um, challenged by what you hear today, even as I was challenged. Uh, and as we were challenged on our hike, uh, Larry Smith, he just took us through the paces, I'll tell you, back at the, the Nature Center. But uh, Pastor Simon, will you come on up this morning? And let's give Pastor Simon a, a great welcome. All the way from Kenya. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I bring greetings from Evangelical Covenant Church of Kenya, uh, the national leadership, Kitegela Covenant Church, and from my family. Uh, this morning I was able to speak to my wife, Anne, 
And she told me that the service was so good, and they were able to receive six more families. And I come from a church which I minister, uh, which is quite different from other churches because we have uh, 80% of the, of the church members being refugees from both Congo, which is Africa, and Sri Lanka, which is the other part of the world, and it's quite a good combination. And I thank God for you, community, uh, Covenant Church, inviting me and willing to share with me the story of God uh, together. And I will be doing just a simple introduction of our church through some pictures, and then I'll speak the word of God, and the other pictures which will be uh, moving about, you should not be distracted by that, but however, that's like a background of those things that are happening in Kenya. I would request the person to just uh, show the slide of my family, yeah, uh, that is me with the long tie, that's uh, the way we wear pastors in Kenya, and next to me is my wife Anne, and then extreme, uh, that Ed is our foster son, uh, Moses, I brought this boy in my house, in my life, after realizing that he is engaging in drug taking, and so that he will waste away, and I asked the boy, if I take you to my house, because I, I, I questioned him, why do you take drugs? And he said, I have no future. And I told him, if I bring you to my house, would you be uh, willing to stop doing this? And he looked at my face and said, Uncle, try and you see me a changed boy. I brought him in my house. He is a transformed uh, person, uh, taking his studies together with my son, Joseph, who is hanging on my shoulder, is my first son, who is 16 years now, and they are in the same uh, class. Then we have Vincent, who does not come from, initially he was not part of my church members, and he does not come from my community, but I found this boy stealing small items from my own son, and towards peacemaking, which I'm going to speak about, I asked the boy, why do you keep on stealing my son's items? And he said, we are poor, we have no food. And I said, and then, why didn't you steal the first time, and then you stopped because you got the items? And he said, I steal and sell to get the food. And I asked the boy, if I bring you to my house, and I give you food and education, will you stop doing that? He said, he looked at me and said, Dad, try me. <laughs> and he brought in the boy. And my son was saying, can you bring a thief in, my, in our house? And I said, we are going to make sure that he will not steal. And then he came to my house and he could just take, pick items from one room to the other. And then from one room to the other. And I could keep on taming him. What we, I learned from Aline about uh, the land condition or being conditioned. And I could advise him to return to where they are supposed to be. He is a reformed boy and still uh, going on with his studies, he is together with my son in Form 3. The next picture is about Kitengela Cabran Church. Uh, our motto or mission statement is empowering believers holistically for future glory. Our approach is about enabling all the people to be involved in the ministry and to help them to do those things 
that otherwise could not be able to do. However, you can see our church is made of tin and it's quite small. We have 550 members. And when I'm here in the U.S., I received the first call about a week ago. They told me that they received 16 new families. And African families, one family has like eight or ten members. So you can uh, make the, those mathematics. And now today, this morning, I called my wife. She told me they have received six new families. That means there is like around 30 or 40 new people in the church. This church needs support. We need to increase the size of the church. We are planning to build a 1,000-seater church because with 565, probably now, by now, or 70, uh, it's easier uh, to make or to have a 1,000 people because this is how we go about the gospel. We involve all the members to give birth to new members because the concept is that pastor who is the shepherd looks after the sheep. And the shepherd does not give birth to sheep. The sheep gives birth to sheep, and the shepherd helps to nurture the sheep. Hallelujah. So, that's the concept, and that's why we, are, uh, we keep on growing day by day, and I'm so happy that even in my absentia, the church is increasing. Uh, uh, the other slide, that's the choir of my church. We dance, we jump, we release ourselves before the Lord. And for you to be able to watch our music, that's Kitengela Covenant Church, just go to the YouTube, write the word Kitengela Choir, K-I-T-E-N-G-E-L-A, and you'll be able to watch our DVD in the music. In Kenya, we have 24 uh, churches, and I am the president of the Covenant Church, but we use the term uh, moderator, because according to our law, we only have one president who is the national president. The rest we use the other terms. So I'm the moderator of uh, ECCK, and we have two conferences, Coast Conference and uh, Central Conference. And I and Pastor John, who is visiting with us, uh, we have worked together for the last 20 years as friends and as partners and as ministers of the Word of God. I lead the church in development issues, and he lead the church in church planting. About the word today. The title of the sermon of today is Peacemaking as God's Mission. Peacemaking as God's Mission, that's the title of the word of today. And I'll start by saying that in Genesis 1, 27, uh, the Bible speaks of God creating man in his own image, showing that God did not, uh, is not a self-centered the same way that we are. I saw a picture or a model of two armies who are just like uh, models, and many other times that when people are given an opportunity to create something that looks like them, they create a cartoon which will make them happy or entertainment. But God did not create us so that we can be uh, something to make him feel entertained. And then in Genesis 2.15, we find God giving a large portion of the resources to man, to Adam and Eve, that's the Garden of Eden, and he said, work on this and conserve. Then, Genesis 3, starting from uh, verse 1, we find uh, Adam, 
the man who is entrusted by God to take care of Garden of Eden, now falling away from God, not trusting the words of God that take everything, eat whatever is here, but do not eat from one tree out of this. And God and man had a conflict which separated God and man for quite some time. But then God followed man by inviting Moses in Mount Sinai for a fellowship. And he said to Moses, go with these ten commandments. Let the people read and see whether we can come together and have and live in harmony as one people who love one another. So God is still looking for man who is running away, who is in a stray to come back and live together in harmony. But the law did not work. Isaiah uh, uh, 9, 6, the Bible says that for us a son is born and to us a son is given. And the government will, or will uh, the government will be on his shoulder, and he will be called wonderful counselor, a mighty God, everlasting father. And the final word is prince of peace. And I'm talking about the prince of peace being Jesus Christ and the hour uh, of peace being God and us as Christians being called to be peacemakers. When Jesus... Uh, in John 3.16 came, we are told the purpose is that God so loved the world, the world that was not after him, but the world which was running away from him. And therefore he gave a sacrifice, a son who was prophesied by Isaiah to be a gift of bringing closer the mankind to his kingdom. And he was given so that we can mock him, we can destroy him, we can uh, hang him, we can do whatever we want, as long as whatever we do will bring us closer to God as a means of peace making. And then the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, in Matthew 5 9 said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. You and I, our foundations of being Christians, is out of God's love. And then we are called to be peacemakers for us to be entitled to be the sons of God. I'll be speaking about peacebreakers, peacefakers, and peacemakers, the three terms which will help us to differentiate between what we think we are peacemaking or we are making peace and what is not. Peacemaking is not peacekeeping. Peacekeeping is about when there is a conflict, let's say in the family or in the church, somebody decides, let me go in between and separate the two so that they cannot reach one another. That means you are creating a space, but you are not peace making. You are not making peace. Given an opportunity, these two people would fight again, would or would continue, pick from where they left, and continue with the conflict. However, peace uh, peacekeeping is also referred as peace faking, because Jesus Himself was able to confront the Jewish the Pharisees, and also God was able to confront, uh, to confront the mankind and inviting for a dialogue so that we can live 
as one as in peace and in harmony to one another. And peacekeeping is called peacemaking because in the book of Jeremiah 6:14 the Bible says they dress the wood of my people as though they were not serious saying peace peace when there is no peace. For instance if the church here in community covenant church if there is somebody whom you don't like or there are some issues that you feel you are not comfortable with and you run away by the look of the things it's like you have built a peace or you have made a, you have you have made the peace but in the real sense you have run away from the peace and that is peace faking and we are not called to be peace fakers or peace uh, uh, peacekeepers but peacemakers you are supposed to say my brother my sister I feel things are not going well knowing that you are not uh, the, uh, the final you have to allow other peoples to continue or to give their views and we say that the continuity is that because they lead my people astray, saying peace when there is no peace, and because when a film say wall is built, they cover it with a whitewash. True peace is not just an absence of conflict, but the presence of harmony. Many are the times that we think because we live together, we are at peace with one another. But probably from within, we are not living in harmony. And another point is that Prince of Peace, who is Jesus Christ, the peace of the, uh, uh, disturbed the Pharisees more than once. Jesus literally them about their attitude and superiority and judgment. Honest and authentic communication is essential for peace. And it is also true, however, that sharing like, like this often expose our differences and leads to discord. We as people, through communication, would help us uh, to bridge the gap. And having harmony in, in relationship does not mean that we will always agree with each other. We should be prepared to agree to disagree. And unity does not mean uniformity. We may be living in unity, but does not mean the uniformity. And there are times that we need to clearly say, this is my view, this is your view, but we will remain brothers and sisters. And God did it. God did it. He continued to provide when we were still uh, uh, away from him. Peacemaking is not peace building. Because peace building refers to proactive initiatives that seeks to prevent conflict from occurring or from reoccurring. Thus, peace building focuses on conflict prevention, whereas peacemaking focuses on conflict resolution. A biblical understanding of peacemaking demands a proactive and preventive commitment to both present and future peace. 2009, uh, in our church, which was uh, with 50 members, we received quite 
a few number of refugees from Congo, seven of them, and we realized that these people cannot uh, uh, communicate because of the language, and these people do not have food and don't have shelter and don't have clothing. And part of my church members who are educated, who are able, left the church and said we cannot continue uh, to worship with these people. We need a church which has our character or which matches our, our standards. But I realized as a pastor that we need to start peace building by empowering these little kids and their families towards rising to a level whereby they will be acceptable by and within the society. And that way, we do education program for the refugee children. Uh, they are just like any other person, peace building. While we are not called just for peace, to do the peace building, but also to do the peacemaking when the conflict arises. Peacemaking is more than peace, uh, a conflict resolution. And the biblical uh, term, peacemaking, is richer and deeper, has richer and deeper meaning than is usually associated with conflict resolution. Conflict resolution can and usually take place in three levels of life. Level number one is cognitive. We should realize that for us to have conflict, there must be some thought, thinking, that are happening in our minds that needs to be addressed. And after addressing that, that's when, because the second level is emotions. When I feel or I think that you are not after my life or you are not happy with me, somehow the emotions start to rise up. And once the emotions rises up, that's when we see the symptoms which are the behavior. And many are the times that we address the behavior. Many are the times that we address the symptoms without addressing the reason, the root cause of the conflict. Addressing the root cause of the conflict is going deep into knowing what made this person up here feel that there is a, a difference. And in our life, we argue over different ideas. We get upset about irritating behaviors, and our feelings get hurt in the process. We have four, uh, some pillars of peacemaking which I would like to speak about today as I come close to concluding. And one of them is that taking responsibility. Whenever there is a conflict in between you and another person and in any environment that you are in, take the responsibility. Be accountable. Don't pass the, game, uh, the blame to another person. During the Adam fall, Adam and Eve, when they were falling in Genesis 3, uh, Adam could say, not me, it's the wife whom you gave. <laughs> and the wife could say, not me, it's the serpent, the, sin, the snake cheated me. The blame game separates people far away. And then the case study shows that they stayed, God and man, away for quite some time without the fellowship, without living in harmony. And number two is taking initiative. 
God himself, who is the author of peace, took the initiative of inviting Moses to the mountain and giving him ten commandments. And the second time, he took the initiative of giving us his son, only begotten son. We just do whatever we want with Jesus as long as we'll have uh, resolved the conflict and we get the gift of life. And then, a lovingly reproof. Out of love, reproof, that's another point. God himself, one time he said to Moses, just step aside and I'm going to finish the whole generation, all these people, and create new people. And Moses lovingly told God, please, don't do this. If you do this, people will say that you are not powerful. And then God reasoned with Moses, God, our Father who is in heaven, and said, okay, that's a good idea. I will not kill them. It's only that they will not get into Canaan. So, a lovingly reprove and accept to be uh, 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 reproved or to be uh, corrected when you have done a mistake. Accepting reproof. Learn to say forgive me. Learn to humble yourself. Learn to know that you may be the problem, not others who are the problems. And many other times that we see and we point our fingers and say, she did it, that's why we are in conflict. And I don't like her way of doing things. I don't like the way he does things. But then we are called by God to be people who are humble enough to accept the reproof, to be humble enough to say, I am the one who is wrong. And you can imagine God, who is the Father in heaven, and knowing very well that he did not offend mankind, but stressing his heart of peace, bringing his son, saying, I know <laughs> that probably by giving you this, you just do whatever you want with this son, and then whoever will trust me, whoever will believe in Christ, I'm ready to take him in my kingdom. We, as God's people, we are called to go to an extra mile to give a gift to our offenders. I'm not a classic example, but I did something else that really helped uh, to solve a conflict within my, my life. Last year, I was here in the U.S., and when I went back to Kenya, uh, my dad was very sick, and after two weeks, he passed on, and we were gathering uh, like a village together to raise some money towards the expenses of the barrio. And there is a gang in our country called Mogeke, and at night, the, last, the second day of the event, they came to my house, and they stood outside my window, my bedroom window, and they called over my phone and said, Pastor, we need money. And I asked them, which money? And they said, there was a contribution towards your dad's burial. 
we need exactly 20,000 Kenyan shillings. That's the money that we had raised. And I said, well, the money went with the organizing committee and they said, we know that because they also attended in our fundraising. But we need you to call your friends and uh, bring money, give us money, and then we go. And I called some people at night and they were able to send the money over the phone. There is a system in our country whereby you can send the money through the phone. They sent and he said to these guys and they said, sleep well, but tomorrow we'd like to have more conversation. And I said, that's okay. The following day, they called me and we got into a table. To cut the story short, I bought tea together with them. We did a drink and we shared and said, you are many enough if you can, if you can wake me up. And they said, do you still have a fight to, uh, uh, do you still have grudge with us? And I said, no, you are my friends. You did it. You are stronger than me. And they said, uh, are we really your friends? And I said, you are. If you are not my friend, I couldn't have called you for a cup of tea. And the link leaders told me, Pastor, you are safe now. Because I told them I'm not going to take the case to the police. You are safe now. Be sleeping well. Don't plan to make a wall to protect you. And then he asked me, would you like to know who was the leader in that gang? And I said, yes. And we agreed to meet the following day. And I invited them for a cup of tea. We took tea together. These days, they call me pastor. And they love me. And we are no longer in conflict. So that's not a classic example because I know there are people who have really succeeded in peacemaking. But bring closer your enemies and you will be at peace. Finally, uh, in the book of Romans 12, 18, the Bible says, if it is possible as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So living at peace with anyone or everyone is not your neighbor's responsibility, but it is your responsibility because it depends on you, it depends on me, it depends on us as Christians. The world is full of conflict, but us, we should be the peacemakers and peace initiators. Peace be with you.